Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood, Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are part of the community, welcome back. In the last episode I recorded, I talked about my next relocation journey and getting a new job. Since then, so much has happened. Oh my gosh. So I transitioned into my role. My director ended up leaving, so I am now over the department, but I kept my same title, but I did negotiate for more money. So I am really thankful to be in the place that I am in today. This has not been exactly how I planned it. Nonetheless, uh, like I said, I am so grateful. But today I wanted to talk to you about lessons I learned in 2021. Number one, stop the shrinking thinking. Listen, you have everything you need inside of you to do whatever it is that you want to do right? You just need to learn to use what you have to get what you want. So for me, this means that I at first was applying for jobs that I quite frankly qualified for, right? I was just applying for my same roles, but I desired more. I desired a leadership position and I wanted to earn more money. But my stepmom told me a long time ago that the quickest way to earn more money is to find a new job. So I knew I had to do that because there was no growth in my department. I couldn't seem to get a job at the hospital I was working at. So it seemed like the only option was to apply for my same job at other places. Well, I started reading a book called Believe in Bigger and it changed my perspective on believing bigger for myself. And I told myself, I said, Kim, you have everything you need inside of you to be a leader. You're already leading your community. You're showing up at home. You're doing all the things. You've done a lot of the work that the managers are doing. So apply. The least that could happen is you get rejected, right? But you just keep trying and you keep trying until you find that opportunity. I started out on my journey to find a new job and what I found was that many places did not want to hire me because I had no managerial experience on paper. So I was on LinkedIn one night and I saw a position in Arizona and I never thought about living in Arizona before. Uh, It was just something that You know, I was just like, I have to be open to it if I want to grow, right? I have to go to a place where they're going to give me an opportunity. And so I was connected to the director on LinkedIn somehow. I don't know. Never met the lady in person, but yet we were connected. So I reached out to her via the DM. I don't know what LinkedIn calls their messaging system, but I direct messaged her and expressed my interest in the job. She told me to apply and send her my resume. So fast forward, you know, I told you in the last episode, the company flew me out and I got to go for a site visit and everything was okay up until the point of negotiation where they were trying to pay me exactly the same amount I was making at my current job. And I said, I cannot move for that. I cannot come to a whole nother state, move all my things, bring my daughter, and you're not going to pay me any more than what I'm already making. And so I was able to negotiate 
uh, uh, over $20,000 to take on a manager role. And so believing bigger for myself really paid off. Number two, negotiation is powerful. So I mentioned that I had to negotiate to get the salary that I wanted. But the thing is, once you negotiate and you see that you can get what it is that you desire, and you may not get every single thing, but when you see that you're able to talk people into giving you what you want, you can apply that to other areas of your life, whether it's career, whether it's work, whether it's at home. Negotiation is just a powerful tool to have. Number three, God will take you places just so he can show you what's possible for your life. So when I moved here, I had a rental house that I didn't have to pay rent, light bill, water bill in for over three months. And I had never stayed in a house before with my daughter. Um, I've always stayed in an apartment. And so I felt like he was just giving me a little glimpse of what was possible for us. And when I came here, I had just had the idea of getting another apartment, but I was able to find a house comparable to the rent that I was paying in Houston. So today, my daughter and I, so today, my daughter and I are living in a three bedroom house. We have two baths and so we each get our own room and then I'm able to have a space where I can create. So I am super grateful to be in the space that I am in today. And I wanted to share something I read in a devotional back then. It said that God will send us to unpopular places to prepare us before he enlarges our territory. And so we have to know how to cope with environments and things in the current stage that we're in before we move on to bigger and better things. Because what happens is if he blesses you with a lot and you don't know what to do with the little, you, you mess up. And so I was reading that and I just thought, wow, like this is really an unpopular place. It's a desert. It's a mountain town. It's where nobody looks like me. I mean, whatever you can think of, <laughs> it can probably describe this place that I'm in. But nonetheless, I've chosen to focus more on the vision and the positive reasons for why I moved here. Number four, luxury looks different for everyone. I began to look at a lot of moms that I follow on social media and I read a post and it said this very thing and I began to think about what does luxury look like for me? What is something I can't afford right now, but maybe I can afford it in six months or a year. And so I began to list those things down. And for me, luxury is being able to free up my time. And so I'm willing to pay for that if I have it available. And so one thing that I wanted to invest in was a housekeeper, right? I wanted somebody to be able to come in and clean because it takes me hours to do that and fold clothes on the weekends. And I would really like to be able to do something else with my time. So that's just one of the things that I considered to be luxury that I wanted to implement in 2022. And so I've done that. And I'm so proud that I'm in this place today um, where I can be able to experience luxury. My 30th birthday, I stayed in a penthouse for the first time. We had a Cadillac Escalade, a stretch one, and it wasn't by my choice. I literally just thought I was booking 
transportation, but I booked a stretch Cadillac Escalade. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this for us? I did not (laughs) realize that. But I think that was like the beginning of like luxury for me, right? Because as single moms, we don't hear people talk about luxury often. I know I don't. And so I remember getting a DM and one of the moms telling me, I'm so glad you're talking about this. People try to make me feel bad for having a housekeeper or bringing my clothes to the wash and fold or getting a meal prep service. And it's like, no, 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 no. We deserve luxury. We work hard. We take care of our kids. We deserve to spend our money how we want as long as it's within reason, right? As long as we're also saving and investing our money, I think that we are totally able to do that and paying off our I did. Let me not forget that. Okay. So I celebrated my 30th birthday in Hawaii and we got to stay in the penthouse, which is really luxury for me. And then <laughs> to throw on top of that, the stretch Cadillac Escalade, I was blown away. And then we actually got to experience a five-star fine dining experience uh, with the view of the city. I mean, just an amazing experience. So glad that I went forward with my plan of celebrating my 30th. And so I want to encourage you to celebrate life. Life is so precious. We've lost so many people to COVID-19 and it is just not waiting on anyone. Tomorrow is not promised. Number six, you may not get exactly what you desire, but be open to having something close, right? Or you may ask for something And it may come in another way, but not the way that you expect it. So I want to encourage you to just be open, have an open mind. And that's something I pride myself on is just like learning to be open to the possibilities of what can happen for me. Number seven, community is so powerful. I say this a lot of times, but y'all, when I had COVID-19 last year, my community stood in the gap for me, not only online, but also offline. And my community offline is not very big, but they showed up for me. And I really appreciated from the encouraging words to sending food, to sending money. I mean, I didn't really have anything to worry about besides getting better. And that was such a blessing. So if you are not involved in community, if you don't have amazing people around you, then I encourage you to put that on your list for 2022. Find a community in your city or online that you feel like you would be a part of. And if you're following us on social media, then you know that single black motherhood is a community where we help each other. We share resources. We haven't had any meetups in a while, but we have meetups. We have a single mom retreat coming up, which I'm so excited about and just continuing to build community there. So Again, just put that on your to-do list if you don't have community, because what happens is when you don't have community, you are alone, you're isolated, you're feeling like everything is just on your shoulders. Number eight, you can be paid to share your own story. Last year, for the first time ever, I got paid to share my story And I was just so blown away by that opportunity because I asked for (laughs) a certain amount of money and they said yes with no problem. So I'm just like, wow, like you can literally be paid to share your story. So when you're thinking about ways to generate extra income, 
start by sharing your story if you are open to it. There's so many ways that you can bring in additional income for your family. Number nine, mental strength goes hand in hand with physical strength. I joined a CrossFit gym last summer before I got COVID. So it's like I joined and then I had to be out for two months because I had COVID. I was in the hospital. But listen, the strength that I have from going to that CrossFit gym, I don't think I could have gotten it if I just had continued to go to Planet Fitness by myself. And the team there or the community there is just so amazing because once they're done doing their workouts and their exercise, they cheer you on. And I mean, it's like something I've really never seen before. And I guess I haven't really worked out much within a group setting, but this is just so different. And I'm so happy that I decided to join because it's like, I'm constantly talking to myself while I'm doing the exercises and I'm exercising my brain at the same time I'm exercising my body. So that's why I say mental strength goes hand in hand with physical strength. It's like every day I'm telling myself like, I can do this. I can be stronger. I can be better. And so if you are not in a place where you're working out and taking care of your body, I want to encourage you to also add that to your list. Make this the year that you make your body a priority. Listen, if our bodies are broke down, we cannot expect to live a a long life where we see our kids grow up. You got to take care of that vessel, okay? And this doesn't mean that you have to join CrossFit, but maybe you start at home. Maybe you start walking around the neighborhood. Maybe you start with some YouTube workouts on your TV in your living room, but do something. Get started. Number 10, I am really making an impact on our single mom community and there is a need for knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. I keep getting reminded of this every time I get a DM. So if you ever send me a DM, just know that I really appreciate it. I enjoy reading them. I'm so thankful for the feedback. So if there's anything that I can do um, to help you, just reach out. Or if there's anything that you would like us to discuss here on the podcast or on Instagram, I am happy to hear what you have to say and what you think we should be discussing. Since I've stopped recording, I've gotten so many messages uh, from moms around the world saying, like, hey, are you still recording? Are you gonna start back? Do you have any other podcasts you can recommend? And then some moms have told me that they have started from the very beginning. And it's like, wow, my podcast is still continuing to impact people even when I'm not recording. And that is just so amazing to me. Number 11, consistency pays off. And you know, it's something that is hard, but we can do when we develop discipline, right? You try something for a certain amount of time and you commit to the process, you will see the rewards. And I've watched this in my life and I've watched this especially in the life of those around me. Like I have a friend who was so consistent with this one thing and now she is reaping the benefits of her labor. The seeds that she had sown months prior 
Like she is experiencing her harvest season now and it's just so beautiful to watch. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to be consistent with at least one thing. I know you may not be able to be consistent with everything. Maybe that's getting up and practicing gratitude every morning. Maybe that is, you know, being intentional about the time that you spend with your child. Like whatever it is, pick one thing to be consistent and watch how things change for you. Number 12, COVID will not stop me from living life. Listen, I told y'all before, life is short. Travel when you can. Do what you can. Just do it with caution. Don't be out here allowing it to have you stuck in fear because the world is still moving. Time is still passing. And you know, I talk about this a lot, but time is that one uh, resource that you cannot get back once it's gone. So don't let COVID stop you from living. There are tools and resources out there. I know I had COVID. I was in the hospital, but it wasn't because I <laughs> was careless about what I was doing, right? I was in a place with someone whom I trusted and they ended up having COVID and wouldn't go get checked out. And so I just ended up getting it from them, but not because I was out amongst people that I didn't know without a mask. So you get where I'm going with this. Just don't allow it to stop you from living your life. Number 13, leadership is about problem solving. And this is something I learned from reading a book. I believe it's by John Maxwell. And I can't remember the exact title, but if you guys are interested, just reach out to me. In the very beginning of my manager role, I kept feeling like every day I went to work, I was solving problems and I was getting annoyed. Now, nobody has prepped me for uh, management. And I don't know if that's something that you can be prepped for, but <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, every day it's a problem. And when I read that book, it said, this is what you are designed to be. This is what you signed up for is to solve problems. And once I changed my perspective on management and solving problems every day and being thankful that I was there to solve a problem, like my perspective shifted. And so now I appreciate being able to solve problems. Whereas before I was so annoyed and it was getting on my nerves that people were not getting things or things were constantly messing up and they didn't know how to fix them. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Number 14, your purpose is really connected to your childhood. And it's funny, I had this conversation with my friend the other day because she was telling me how she used to volunteer with the special needs kids, right? And now she's a special needs advocate for her community and she is like the go-to now. She's the GOAT for special needs parents. And I'm like, look back at your life and what has prepared you to be where you are today. And so I had to use that same exercise for my own life. What are some things that I used to do that I find myself doing now? I've always been a talker. My grandma used to have me reading the welcomes at church. I used to participate in like Bible drills and different things like that in front of people. And I think that has really prepared me to be able to lead a team be able to lead this community and I'm so grateful for you know my grandma cultivating those skills in me from a very early age and I want to encourage you to cultivate those things that you see in your child at an early age you just don't know like how much impact that can have on their life as an adult number 15 
Patience pays off. And I know it's so hard sometimes to be patient, right? We get discouraged. We want to give up. But sometimes like waiting really pays off. And I'm sure it does more times than not. It's just a skill that we have to practice. And for me, I've seen it play out so many times where I've just been annoyed and I am like, I don't know how this is going to go, but it's like I'm impatient, but I also have a little faith. So I'm trying to work on both things at once and then I end up getting the result that I want. Number 16, listen more, talk less. So I've been working on communicating more effectively and listen more than I speak. I had a very bad habit of when somebody talks, I'm already thinking of something in my mind or I start talking before they're even done. And it's something that's an ongoing thing for me, but I have really done so much better with being able to just listen effectively where I'm engaged in the conversation, where I'm not starting to formulate things in my mind, but I'm really listening to understand where that person is coming from, what their perspective is, so I can then respond. So listen to respond versus responding while you're listening, okay? I think people appreciate that so much more too because a lot of times we're so used to being interrupted or people not hearing us out that we don't really realize how powerful it is to just be an effective listener. And every time somebody comes to talk to you, they don't want advice, right? They just sometimes want someone to listen and that is okay. Number 17, you have to be your own advocate. Nobody is going to root for you like you will root for you. And you have to be able to do this in settings where it may not be the most comfortable. I'll tell you a quick story about something that happened to me a couple months ago. I mentioned this earlier on, but my director left and they asked me if I wanted her role. And I said, no, because I just didn't have the time to commit to being able to run two departments at one time. I just was not willing to do that. I mean, I am a single mom. I am trying to accomplish goals outside of work. And so I don't want work to take up 90% of my time, right? Because I've decided to take on leadership of two departments. No, thank you. But then because I said I did not want to take on both roles of these departments, you're not going to just talk me into leading one department without additional compensation. And so I had to advocate for myself to be able to negotiate more to lead the department versus just managing it, right? And so this is just one example of how I had to stick up for myself. HR was not willing to budge. And so my boss, who is a chief medical officer of the hospital that I'm at, he had to bring my case to our senior leadership team and then it had to be voted on. So just imagine if I went to HR and I asked for a certain salary, they told me no, and then I just gave up on myself, right? I would not have gotten what I desired. And so I know my worth. And so if you don't know your worth, I encourage you to Get familiar with yourself. Determine why you are worthy of all the things that you desire. And I know some people will just say like, I'm worthy, period. But it's like, just 
think about why are you worthy? Why should you be given this? Why should you have this opportunity? It's not just because you're Kim and you're worthy of it, but there needs to be some proof behind your words. And I know this might sound crazy and you might be like, whatever, Kim, I know I'm worthy, da, da, da. But if you can't tell me why you're worthy, then how can you expect for somebody else to give you what you want because you don't even know why you should have it. Number 19, everyone's questions don't require answers with explanations or details, right? Um, This is something that I've learned, I think, more on the job since I am in the position that I'm in. And (laughs) my boss has told me countless times, like, you are a wall. And walls don't explain why you can't go through them. They just exist. And sometimes, Kim, you just need to exist. You just tell them what it is and that's it. You don't have to break down why the wall exists. You don't have to break down why they can't walk through the wall. It's just the wall is there and that's it. So... I am like, you don't have to tell everybody every single thing just because you feel they need to know. And then this goes to boundaries, right? Setting clear boundaries so people know that when you speak or when you give an answer, that means business. Or when you ask a question, you don't necessarily need their feedback or opinions. You just need an answer. You just need a clear cut answer and that's it. Number 20, don't be afraid to set boundaries with your boss. When I was in the hospital, my director was calling me. Even when I had COVID, she constantly called me and it was so annoying that I had to eventually put my foot down and say, hey, I am off. Like I won't be taking any calls during this time. And I had to set that boundary because had I not, she was just going to keep calling. And I felt like a part of it was trying to see when I was going to be back at work. But then another part of it was just because she's nosy. And I understand sometimes, you know, people might be genuinely interested in your health. But other times, especially in the workplace, they don't really care. They just need you to be there to do a certain job. And so it's important for you to set those boundaries, but not only with your boss, but also with family, friends, anybody that you have in your life that you feel like maybe crossing your line, set those boundaries. And I know a lot of times people are like, ah, it's so hard. Practice. Okay. The more you practice setting boundaries, the better you will become with it. And last but not least, number 21, you can live a life you desire to live. I talked about luxury earlier on, right? And so that means that you have to figure out what do you need to do to be able to have the things that you desire or get the services that you desire so that it frees up your resources, whether that's time, whether that's money, um, what are some things that you can do? For example, I mentioned earlier, I wanted to be able to get a housekeeper. And to be able to do that, I had to have more income, right? And so once I was able to negotiate and I was able to get that additional income, I knew that I could add that to my budget. Now, I'm not saying that the more money you make, the more expenses you get. That's not what I'm saying, because at the same time I'm getting this housekeeper, I'm also paying off debt. So I know like, okay, I've paid this off. I have this money to allocate there, whereas I can put it on additional debt. 
it, but I also want to live this lifestyle. So you have to decide what that looks like for you. Do you have a problem of not making enough or do you have a problem of having too many expenses that you can't really have the lifestyle that you desire? And so I finished this book recently about lifestyle design and it talks about having a work view and a life view and making sure those are in alignment. A lot of people talk about work-life balance, but they mentioned in the book, and I also believe this too, balance is a myth. And I think you have to have both like ebb and flow, right? So my job is flexible. So sometimes I may work at night or I may work on the weekend, but I'm also like, I will not be at work if my child has an appointment or she has a trip and I want to go, or if I want to volunteer at the school, I won't be at work. (laughs) So again, you have to figure out what is a life that you want to live, right? What are some of the things that you need to be able to do what you desire? You write those things out and you develop a plan and you start working that plan and watch those things happen. I made a post on Instagram I made a post on Instagram about how luxury looks so different for so many people, right? Um, For some, it could be material things. For some, it could be services. And for a lot of us, it is services because we do things that, quite frankly, are done by two parents, right? And so a lot of it is like, what can we do to free up our time? So again, I just really encourage you to think about the life that you want to live, create a plan and begin to work that plan. If you need resources, reach out to people who are already doing these things. Reach out to me if you think that I'm doing something that you want to do. Like, I don't mind at all. I give moms resources all the time in the DM. And listen, if I can give you a resource to help change your life, why not? Like, I love to see women win. I love to see single moms win. I love to see moms win. Like I like to see everybody win and that's just it. I hope that my lessons have helped you in some way or another. Please let me know. I want to hear from you. That is all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. As always, you can follow me on Single Black Motherhood. I'm always sharing things that I learned there. That's how you can keep up with my journey and what's going on. I'm always on Insta stories. I'm trying to do better with my feed and posting there, but you can like the page on Facebook and as always, feel free to reach out via DM on Instagram or shoot me an email. Hello at singleblackmotherhood.com. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.